0: height car finances what do you bring to the table
1: that's on par with that Mm. most people in this world want to find love they want to love and they want to be loved Hey Bene, this is Reena Deeptianabil, aka Mummy Imperfect, and you're listening to the Sisterhood of Mummy Imperfect, the weekly podcast which delves into different aspects of womanhood, the place where you get your weekly dose of filter-free girl chat. Now, one thing I do chat about on here occasionally is love. Like, I love talking about love. I love love. I am a romantic. Um, and I think it's a pretty big deal, you know. Um, some of you may be happily married or in long-term relationships, but some of you might still be wading through the dating pool in search for the one. And my guest today is someone who can help with that. It is the founder of Matched, dating expert, coach and professional matchmaker, Suk Kaur. Welcome to the Sisterhood of Mommy and Perfect Suk.
0: Thank you very much, Penny. Great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you Love that intro <laughs> really, I just thought uh, talking about Delhi earlier on It just gave me that really good vibe So yeah, great to be here, thanks for having me
1: So you are a professional Bajolan, let's say Professional matchmaker Yes, mm-hmm. yes And so you have you got your own agency called Matched, am I right?
0: Yeah, so the agency is called Matched by Sootcore And it is my own agency And it came from my own story, my own personal story Uh, I'm a divorcee, I uh, was divorced in 2014 approximately, Mm -hmm. and I came back home, I was kind of introduced to my husband, didn't really date before, and when I came back, I thought, right, had a little bit of downtime, kind of recover, recoup, and then it was back to going into dating again, and I didn't know how to date, so I was just kind of meeting guys blindly, going on the apps blindly, not really knowing what to do. If a guy liked me, we'd hang out for a bit, but nothing. I just really didn't really know how to gel in a relationship. And so I thought maybe it was me. And then I realized that I'm saying guys, some guys are idiots. <laughs> but I just want to say the guys have given the same story about women. So it's 50-50. Yeah. But I'll come back on to that a little bit later on. And uh yeah, I just got to a point where lockdown came 2020 everybody was lonely in lockdown and they a lot of people as we all know the apps had a major surge a lot of people are lonely looking for someone to talk to i was one of those people went onto the dating apps reactivated them all mm-hmm. realized why i deactivated them and just thought you know what there has to be somewhere else that you can find an individual that is serious about finding a relationship. I was ready to meet someone and and kind of go on that journey, but I just wasn't attracting the right kind of person. So I set off to look for well, along came Seema Auntie in the uh, yes, India matchmaking. India matchmaking, I yeah. loved that. So exactly. So I thought, like you said, with Jordan and modern day matchmaking, I didn't realise Patty St- Patty Stanger across Seema Auntie was a thing. So I kind of looked out there, couldn't really find an Asian company that resonated with me. And so I created it. That's the kind of the long and the short. Yeah. So I created Matched uh, in 2020 and went fully fledged, went away and trained in matchmaking. And I went live 2021 last year in May. So I'm coming up to one years old. Mm.
1: I love it. I love that you were just like, Do you know what? I'm going to make my own because there's nothing that I like here. So, yes, um so I, I lo- absolutely love that energy. So, you trained to be a matchmaker. Like how how does that how, how does that work? How can you be trained to be a matchmaker?
0: Yes. Yeah, so, it's really interesting. It's about kind of the journey of a matchmaker. So, I know we say with John learn, but it's just with that mentality it is there's a goodie there, there's a munda there, and their families mm-hmm. are good. Why don't we introduce them? But nowadays, Asians, South Asians don't want that. You know, we've yeah. all got our own personal goals. We've all got what we want from our lives, but we want someone to complement that. We don't want to get married because that's expected to be the next thing to do. And, and unfortunately, in our society, it is still seems, such, seems to be the next thing to do. Yeah. But this new generation don't feel like that. And I I just basically wanted to create something that that was different from that with a modern aspect. So coming back to the matchmaking training, I actually trained with a top matchmaker in London and uh, I was kind of introduced to a community, a Western matchmaker, an English matchmaker. So I've worked with her principles, her plans and really kind of set up a business where i do learn how to talk to the client and really understand what i'm looking for because i did a three-month phase arena where i did it free of charge and i was just blindly matching people and i realized there's got to be more to this and a more streamlined way of doing it And I did learn that, you know, there's a a matchmaking community Mm. out there that I didn't even know about. And so the training did involve learning how to take care of your clients, how to look for matches, you know, not only just in your own ecosystem, but how to cross matchmake as well. So there is a community of matchmakers out there, and we all do help each other to to ultimately find love for our clients because that is what we want to do, Mm. share the love. And so this matchmaking course really did help me kind of, delve into that and understand it but a year on I'm still learning every day I'm still learning and it's great because you've got a community of matchmakers to fall back on and this
1: thing of finding love right because you know it's it's really like everybody I feel like most people in this world want to find love they want to love and they want to be loved and and I think that um I don't know in this day and age it's like that whole love thing, I love you and all this kind of stuff. I, um, I'm noticing there's a lot of people who are like, they're kind of, um, I don't know, it's not to admit that you want love and marriage is not kind of the done thing for a lot of people. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? I think,
0: uh, yeah, I I understand that people don't want to say it out loud because it's, it's making yourself vulnerable, isn't it? That's it. It is kind of let your guard down and say, hey. I I wanna be in a relationship, but I can't find someone. And I find that a lot with guys. A matchmaker's full-time job is finding men. So if a man came to me as a client, I have an abundance of women I can match him to. But a woman, I have to actively, I, I don't get me wrong, I've got men on my database, but I'm always having to actively search from outside as well, because you want to bring those best matches forward. And it is about making yourself vulnerable like you say, finding love and calling it is making yourself vulnerable. It is that risk. It's that gamble. right? You don't want to be rejected. You don't want to be rejected about the way you're feeling. But rejection isn't something on you. It's something for them. And that moment was not right for you. It's a lesson that's taught to you. Learn from it and move on. It sounds easier said than done, but you've really got to keep going with a positive mindset. Otherwise, you're just going to let yourself down all the time. Mm.
1: So you said you've got more women than men on your database. Um, yeah. So why, yes. why is that? And this seems to be like a common theme, I think, because I know a lot of, you know, beautiful um, and intelligent women who have been looking for the right guy for a while. And then they're like, oh, you know, the guys. And I don't know. Is, it a, is this a, just a thing and just the way it is?
0: it's interesting because the dating apps i believe have way more men i think there's sorry yeah i think there's like for every one woman there's about eight men Mm -hmm. but uh, i feel like men like to maybe kind of hide i I don't know the reasoning behind it i don't understand the science behind it but it seems like men are a bit more comfortable going on to the dating apps maybe because you're hiding behind a facade. And you don't have to kind of be the real you and you don't have to, or you can be a little bit daring if you're, you're looking for something casual, but owning it and coming to a matchmaker is something different. You are exposed. Your details are coming through to me and I'm going to want to know who you are. You're not going into just a system. You are at, you are with me and I want to know who you are a little bit more about you and see if I've got a client that matches you. So you it takes men a lot longer to warm up. I've approached guys and asked them if they're single and they think I'm hitting on them. <laughs> and I'm not. I genuinely think there may be a match for my clients. Yeah. So I'd just like to get to know them a little bit more. But then they just get a little bit defensive. And when they realize it's in that capacity, they don't always warm up to it straight away. But they kind of take, take their time. And some of them will come back maybe six, mo- six weeks, a couple of months later. They just need to absorb it.
1: Mm. So Sok I have to say that I have um, tried my own little hand at unofficial matchmaking before like you know oh I you know I know this really nice guy and oh my god you're really good and you know you two be great together this would be amazing yeah numbers let's let me just organize this it didn't work out too well and and you know what I I learned from that that you can you can know a person um, as a friend and the way that they are in relationships can be so different do you know what I mean and I was like oh my god I felt really bad I was like how have I like been such a bad judge of character or you know how have I not known this um it, it just didn't go go well at all I mean do you find that as well Sok?
0: I did at the start when I was in matchmaking and you're right where you say you don't know people in a relationship So you'll know your friend as your friend, you'll know that guy as a friend, someone you hang out with, someone you have fun with, you know them on the surface. You may not be close with them when you know their personal, personal details, but do you know them on a relationship level? What are they actually desiring from a partner? Those things you're not going to know. And inevitably, you can only ever create an introduction. I think that's the positive way of looking at it. And that is how I always say that to my clients. I am an introduction agency. Mm. I do not guarantee love. I'm putting eligible bachelors and bachelorettes in front of you to introduce you to to have, to have an opportunity to date with mindful pe- people that are like-minded. And I have found that at this early days when I was having kind of consultations with my clients, it was going well, but during the journey when I was starting to put profiles in front of them, it was, mm, you know what, I got this person wrong. And now I've learned from that. And it is about maybe the first couple of matches, you kind of calibrate mm-hmm. what they're looking for. And sometimes I feel a little bit disheartened, but I'm like, it's just the first couple. I'm still getting to know you. Do not worry. There's more matches coming. So it is about, like I say, recalibrating and learning and adjusting from match to match and it is a learning curve, and it is a journey. Mm -hmm. But I always make sure I'd always like to make sure that my clients go away and feel empowered that you know what, I have met eligible, eligible singles, I have dated mindfully, and I've had a good time and I'm feeling different about dating now. Or even better, they've gone away matched, which has happened, of course. So yeah, it's, Mm. it's a learning curve for me as well, when I'm learning about the individuals. Mm. So
1: do you think it's more difficult to meet people in this day and age? Because it's like, a lot of it is now online. So, and, and obviously COVID's made it worse, but is it more difficult
0: now? I think it has become difficult, but I think it's, I think it's a combination of reasons. It could be that, you know, you're not, you don't have any game, for example. So you don't know how to flirt, perhaps you haven't got the technique. You could be, You could just be that you don't want to find someone and you've got to kind of have those honest conversations with yourself where you are you more career oriented? Are you more concentrating on family and friends? Are you happy just socializing and having fun? That's okay, but own it. Don't complain about being single if you're not willing to invest the time. Is it harder? Yes, it is. We are a career-minded generation now. We want to focus on career first and family and socializing first. And sometimes finding a partner can become secondary. But if you are serious about finding a partner, you have your business goals, you have your health goals. Why don't you have your dating goals? So you need to be able to put those into practice as well and make sure you're doing different things to get out there and find a partner. Going out on a Friday night to a bar or kind of the same club that you always go to, it's not going. To, you're not going to get any different results. I always say repeating the same actions create the same results. What are you doing different to get out there and find a partner? These are the kind of things that you need to kind of look at and work with. Yeah okay so back
1: when I was younger it was a thing of like oh go to bars you know meet people in clubs people have got married because they met in clubs and you know had kids together they met in bars and whatever but I don't know like it's crazy isn't it it is it is and even you know I met my husband at work and so it I just feel like I don't know like I feel like this I don't know if it's kind of like people aren't in those many social situations anymore or they're like focused on their own thing or I'm not I'm, I don't know like is it a combination of all those do you think?
0: I think it is that you know it, yeah gone are the days where you kind of approach someone in the bar but I think again I, I'm kind of going to be offering coaching soon so gone are those days when you are uh, in a bar and chatting to someone but you can still have a genuine conversation with someone it's about practicing and enjoying being with the opposite sex as well and just hey how you doing i've not seen and, and, you know don't be like not seeing you around here before genuinely ask <laughs> i've not seen you around here for a you know i tend to be in here on a friday night are you new to the place or you know if you could turn it around and say hey i'm new where's the next club bar to go to once this one closes Start a conversation. It's not just, just saw you from over there and Mm, just make genuine conversation. Yeah, don't drop a line, a cheesy line. You can do. Sometimes it works. More so it doesn't. But uh, yeah, it's just make genuine, meaningful conversation. So I was talking to a friend and we just were both single. And she said, look, where does your ideal guy hang out? And I said, I'm not, we kind of discussed it. And we kind of figured that both our guys would probably be guys that play golf. So we're taking up golf. (laughs) quite simple so now we're actually thinking of taking up golf in uh, in a few weeks and just a hobby and just kind of mingle with the golf community and that's not to say you're going to find your guy that means you're going to mix with different people you could end up meeting some guy's brother and he is the one you just don't know yeah. It's just about embracing new places and think about that avatar of yours, where he goes, what he does, and where he hangs out, and hang out in those places. Try mm. something different. So there's a little what bit,
1: of, yeah. There's a little bit of strategy at play here. Then, so it, you know, you, it seems like there there should be a strategy because you know we have a strategy, like you said, for our jobs and things like that. And I think most people. I did and I know a lot of people do think that their life's going to be a rom-com and they're going to just stumble into some kind of a office or bar or somewhere or or even the supermarket and then it's just going to be like a bam oh my god this is the one or you know somebody's going to fall from the sky or it's going to be so like oh this is so unexpected you caught me by surprise I wasn't even looking for love and now we're married do you know what I mean? Do you think it's going to be like that? I know
0: exactly what you mean (laughs) I (laughs) I was that person with Bollywood I was like this is it flowing saris and everything (laughs) that was me was me exactly (laughs) like everybody wants that like oh my god I didn't even wasn't even
1: looking for love and look at me now but is it should we have more of a strategy should we just drop that rom-com stuff and have more of this kind of a let's think about this let's have a, a little bit of a plan
0: yes I mean it's great to you know have that ideology of romance and how you want it to be that's great that's how you want it to be that's not right now What have you got to do? What steps have you got to take to get there? Be present, start working on it now. I'm not saying make a game plan, but I'm saying you you need to be present. You know, like you say, I was that person that wanted that fairy tale romance and that fairy tale wedding and all of it happened, but then reality kicked in and I wasn't ready for it. Mm -hmm. And so that was a learning curve for me. And so these last few years have been as well. And so you do, kind of look back and think, what can I do differently? And I always say that to my clients, what are you doing differently? And when they realize that every year they're starting afresh on the 1st of January, but their idea of starting fresh is, I've switched the apps back on, I'm going on. Have you changed your photos? Are you still updating the same kind of filtered selfies? Have you really updated your profile? Because you're not the same person you were last 1st of January. And they're like, well, no, not really. So what do you expect to change? So it's harsh conversations with yourself and understanding it. Like I say, you do it with your business goals, your health goals, whatever goals you may have, your life goals. Mm. You need to kind of think like that. Yeah, it does sound like you're strategizing. I agree. But it is about have fun as well. Have fun Mm. meeting people because you're going to get that practice in as well. Meeting guys or girls and just talking to them, having different conversations uh, and just flirting and just just enjoying the process. That's the most important thing. Otherwise, it can be a great weight on your mental health.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you think that nowadays people are too picky that some people are just a bit unrealistic with their standards Um, because you know I I know people as well that are like oh no he's got to be six foot tall he's got to have this kind of job he's got to drive this kind of car and they're very like fixed on those things is that too picky
0: okay everybody has what they want from a partner and Mm. what they desire but you're eliminating a lot of people with unrealistic expectations. If you're five foot and you're asking for a six foot guy, there is a lot of guys you're missing out on. If a five foot, six, seven guy came up to you in a bar and really wooed you, would you kind of size him up and think, nah, you're not six foot? If you were having a good time with him, would you dismiss him? Again, it's harsh harsh conversations I have. And I kind of do have these techniques that I work with for for my clients to kind of open up and look at different avenues. Mm. And yeah, people's real expectations can be unrealistic. But again, you've got to look at yourself. If what am I doing wrong? Are my expectations unreasonable? And you've got to question it. What? you know, like you say, height, car, finances. What do you bring to the table that's on par with mm. that? So you have to look at yourself as well. You've got to be what you want to attract. So are you that Are you that person? Are you on that level? And if you aren't, what, why do you want to be with that kind of person? It is a lot of self-con... I always say this, it is a lot of conversations about you yeah. and having those. Yeah, so I had a client that, well, it was a pre-interview, and uh i always kind of pre pre-insc- pre screen my clients before mm-hmm. i take them on and this particular lady she was 42 she'd been single for about eight years mm-hmm. her last re- uh she was about yeah her last relationship had had finished because he he had i believe i can't remember exactly but i think he cheated on her so she, first couple of years she had an issue trusting men rightly so you're going to have some inner kind of demons that you need to work with and that is hard trusting again but then after that she said I'm not going to let a man treat me like that again and I've got a specific type I want to go for Mm -hmm. she was five foot herself and exactly this example she wanted a guy that was no less than six foot tall and you know I was quite mindful and I was just like can I ask what is the correlation of your past relationship to him having to be six foot plus plus?" and she said I don't I can't imagine a man any shorter being masculine enough for her so I just felt if that's if that's a mindset I did kind of have a conversation but then she wasn't happy and she just looked straight into the camera it was a zoom meeting and said look this is a non-negotiable And that was obviously a red flag for me. Mm. Yeah, because if that's how you are, I'm not going to be able to deliver for you. So we parted ways. And there is, you know, I don't take on every person. I want to make sure matchmaking is an investment and it's a journey. Mm. You need to be able to, open up your mind and your broaden your horizons to meet different kinds of people, because you may realize, and this has happened with my clients, you may realize, you know what, what I was looking for was so not right for me. Mm. What I have found now is so much better and I'm having fun and I've gone away with my partner. So you really have to be open and it's great. You may have a type, but try talking to different guys, try talking to different girls. It's just you just never know that one conversation with that one guy, like you say, you never expected it, but it happens. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I mean, I didn't expect to uh, get married to my husband, but it happened. So, so yes, uh, things can just take you by surprise sometimes, I think. Um, So as South Asians, we have other requirements as well, don't we? That uh, most of the, the world doesn't have. Like, you know, we, we limit ourselves to the point of, okay, no, he's not the right cast, she's not the right cast. And um, that that's a big thing for people. Like, do you kind of, um, do you take that into consideration or do you set people straight about that, that no, come on?
0: Again, I don't, everybody has their own belief system and that's completely fine. I tend to not work with cast because matchmaking is so kind of it's so intricate as it is and if you're adding cast into the mix you're refining your search even further it's personally not something i believe in um maybe one every 10 client that's come through has said i am looking for a specific cast and i have said i can't work with them because again i won't be able to fulfill their matches because i never ask anybody their cast i may know from a surname something obviously from 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 knowing what you know, but I would never ask anybody their cast because no one's ever had a need to say that to me. So I tend to not work with cast. I have, however, had clients that, and again, I never push my way. Um, For example, one client who did come to me, she was saying, I want a specific cast. And I always ask, can I ask why? Nine times out of 10, I will say it's, oh, because it's what my parents want and I just prefer an easy life. And I always ask, but what would you like? And she just thought, paused and just thought, I've never really thought of it like that. And again, she kind of went away. She must have done some discovering because she came back about three months later and she'd kind of had those um that had had a good think about things and started to date outside of her caste and realised that her mindset had shifted and that's when she felt she was ready to go into the matchmaking process and she did and uh, really glad to say that she did leave with a with a lovely guy uh, who wasn't even the same religion she was Sikh he was Hindu mm. so yeah I, I never force my opinions on anyone I ask people and I just want people to understand what their reasons are for why they're doing certain things.
1: I actually applaud the fact that you are a matchmaker who says, uh, "No, I'm not going on the basis of caste," uh, because Thank you. I, I no, honestly, like I, I think the whole thing is absolutely ridiculous, and um, I, and and this is a way to kind of um, rid people of those beliefs, you know, from back in the day, because people still do go by that if their parents believe in it. But this is a way to, I think, intercaste marriage is a way to kind of. Um, stamp it out and the reason I brought it up is because I do know people who are close to me that it's very very they're so limited because their parents are like nope don't you dare bring a person from a different caste into this house so when they look at people they're like no it has to be within this caste." some of them won't even look outside their geographical area because it's what their mom and dad want they're like no 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 you've got to stay close to home and they're so limited by these things and and you know I have had friends Saying, "Oh my God, I woke up one day and I was like, I don't want these things, but and I'm limiting myself. And for years, I've said no, no, no to people because of
0: these things. It's so sad because you saying that out loud, it makes me feel suffocated, and and it is really sad that people, you and like you said, your friends have said they feel like they kind of wasted that time and dismissed men or women, whoever it may be, that that could have been the one." and yeah it is about your ultimate all I always say is it's ultimately about your own happiness what that is to you is if it could be I want to keep my parents happy and I'm okay with that that's fine but if you're 10 years down the line for example and you're just looking at the same cast Mm. you could have missed a lot of people yeah that's just me saying it kind of yeah out there but yeah dating is a journey finding a partner is a journey and you need to have some you need to have some deep thoughts and as much as like you say the community side the societal pressures we do have those but coming back to what you're saying i think it's this generation next generation it will diffuse so much more i i I have a a client a a coaching client she's teetotal she's really into her siki. she's not a practice she's not Amra chuki but um she said she wants to marry a a guy, a Sikh guy, because she wants to raise her children in Sikhi. Mm. And I said, okay, that's fine. But if you were to meet a guy and he wasn't, but he embraced the culture, how would you feel? And she goes, that would be amazing. And I said, if he didn't, I said, you're not Amritshaki, but what if he wasn't, but was ready to live that way, how would that feel? And she goes, you know what, so that would be good as well. And I'm just, and I'm It's a far extreme example, but it's just me saying, you know what? You just never know where you will meet that guy. So don't kind of just kind of put your tunnel vision on and at least just get into practicing, maybe just chatting to guys. If you see an attractive guy, he's non-seek. Just go over, say hi, nothing to it. You know, get your little game on, practice a little, have fun. <laughs> and, you know, it could just be a genuine conversation. Just compliment him on his shirt, just compliment on his jacket, compliment him on his smile, whatever it may be. Just kind of get into talking to guys. And she understood that and, uh, and she's kind of embraced that and just even guys in the office now, she's just complimenting them and being a little bit more relaxed and being a little bit more open. And she said, I feel a little bit more relaxed and I know exactly to go where to find my guy now, my avatar. And, and so, yeah, she's enjoying it. So I don't ever force my ideas or my ideologies on anyone. It is up to the individual to figure it out for themselves without a doubt because ultimately you're the person that's going to have to live with your decision. Mm. Don't You can't live with my decision. You've got to live <clears> with your <throat> own decision. Yeah. Yeah. so so yeah it's it's a, it's definitely a journey of self-discovery with me mm. so you're
1: talking about game there having a bit of game and let's just talk about romance for a minute because you know in the world of swipe right swipe left right good old-fashioned romance romance you know it, it's uh something very different to just hookups right do you agree that a lot of people still do want that good old-fashioned romance, that Bridgerton type vibe, right? Is it just women that want this or do men actually want this as well?
0: I think it's both. I do feel I'm I'm still old. I am that old school girl. I'm still like into courting and all of that kind of stuff. I love it. And um, But we do live in a culture where I said, we do live in a society now where it is, I'm going to, use the word term fast love you just Mm. you know we just want to get a hit from a relationship something casual and then just go back to there's it's non-committal you know I've I've had my hit and you do your thing I do my thing and we'll just go back to we'll just go back to our lives and I don't have the drama of having to be in a relationship I don't have to be committed to someone, we don't have to hang out together. Just make a phone call, come over, and that's it, kind of thing. So we are kind of living that faster. But I do feel there are people out there. Of course, there are. There's loads on my database that are looking for a real love, that are looking to meet someone, mm. and and um, and kind of go through that process and enjoy that journey and kind of become a commit in transition into a committed relationship definitely i yeah without a doubt mm. um
1: so if there's people who are trying to find a match and they're talking to various people how is there a point where they're like okay now i'm going to be exclusive with you you know and how does that conversation come about because i was talking to somebody the other day a guy who said that you know he was talking to somebody and It was a little bit weird because he was like, oh, I thought we were exclusive. And she was like, no, I'm still kind of keeping my options open. So when does, what you know I mean? When should people have that conversation?
0: When you feel it's right, quite frankly, if you're in a good place with that person, you know, make yourself vulnerable. It's so hard. But, you know, it is about having that conversation and saying, you know, I really like spending time with you. I love hanging out with you. And I really would like to get to know you more. And I'd like to, for us to concentrate on this. You know, what are your thoughts? That And, you know, that's a good time to have that conversation. And if they say, you know what, I'm not quite there yet. I am chatting to other people. Then that answer says it all. Mm. If, you, if you're happy with that, then you go with it. If you're not, then you move on. It is kind of very, it sounds very black and white, but in the world, real world, it's, mm. it's, it hurts, but uh, yeah. yeah, it is about communication ultimately. But in a relationship, communication is key. You have to be able to communicate to move things forward. Um, so, how did that guy feel?
1: Yeah I think well he kind of was like oh well I didn't care anyway but it's like but you could actually tell that he did so you know it does and and it's like an ego thing isn't it as well you kind of even maybe if you don't even like that person that much you want to be the one that someone likes isn't it you you want to know that oh okay I am liked and someone actually does just want it yeah that's it
0: I think everybody wants that don't they yeah, they do without a doubt. Yeah. You want to know that you're on someone else's mind and you want someone else to be on your mind as well. That's and it. that that's a nice feeling. And when you don't have that, sometimes you do feel. I was actually saying to a friend today, she's just kind of called it with her boyfriend and they're in a relationship. Yeah. And I just said, I'm officially the only single person left in my friend's circle. <laughs> So then I was kind of feeling it this morning and I thought I'll end up having therapy on this podcast today <laughs> to kind of give me that boost I need well, because I'm human at the end of the day. Well, exactly. But I was going to ask you
1: that you being a matchmaker and, and doing this training and, and and learning, you know, how people can come together and make it work. Is that helping you yourself or are you still on your own journey?
0: Yeah, I'm I'm totally embracing. Uh, I have a coaching course and I've got to practice what I preach. I've done the course myself and I'm so, it's just so empowering and I look at things differently. I talk to my clients in a different way and it's really empowering. I started Match because of my own personal journey, but now I'm having so much fun helping others and it feels so rewarding. But in the process, yeah, I am chatting to guys and, um, you know, getting used to kind of speaking to men, but then I'm going on the odd date as well here and there and, and, yeah, I'm enjoying it in the long and the short bit. I'm having fun. But uh, is there anyone serious? No, not yet. Would I like there to be? Of course. Um, I'm ready for it. I'm ready to balance my personal life with my uh, my my, pri- my work life. But uh, yeah, we shall see. Watch this space. Mm,
1: yeah, watch this space. Look, so do you think that there's a, a right age to settle down? and And, and what is that age?
0: um it that, that's a really hard question i think again when i hear that question i think of people i just think of our society thinking right you finished university now 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 it's time to get married that's what always comes into my head and it's because well, we've been brainwashed into that way haven't this-y we? parents thisy parents
1: are like right you know the day after your graduation okay let's talk about marriage this guy has a degree and a pulse what is your problem marry him you know, I don't get it. What's wrong
0: yes. with <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I get that completely. But I just feel develop yourself, be confident in yourself, make mistakes, learn. You've got to do all of that stuff, whether it be in relationship, whether it be in life. And you've got to, I feel that a lot of my clients are people that have developed in their 20s. And when I say that, they've studied, they've got to the top of their careers. But what's happened is they've got a little bit rusty in dating because they haven't concentrated on dating. So I've got late 20s, early 30s on my main clientele. And they do say, Sook, I just need a little bit of help. I'm too busy. I don't want to be on the apps. Can you just go out there and search for me? And so I do feel that you need to, from what I'm finding, based on my research of my clients, and I've spoken to hundreds and hundreds of people, people nowadays a lot of singles are developing themselves first and kind of establishing themselves first and getting all the groundwork in place for them as a single person Mm. then what's happening is my life is amazing everything is in place I'm loving my life you would make it that little bit better that's Mm. what it's about so that's when they're saying I'm ready for a relationship I'm ready to bring someone into my life so it tends to I'm not saying that 28 to 33 is the right age I'm saying based on my findings with my clients that come to me but I have had clients that are older and they have had um, some of them haven't been in relationships because they don't really know how to do it and again that comes back to understanding it and we we come again we come from a community where we're not taught how to date where we do everything Jordy Jordy. and Mm. when you're trying to figure it out yourself sometimes it can be overwhelming which is why i'm i'm out there and i'm ready to let's talk about it let's let's do it in a tasteful way I'm not a talk-up site I'm only associating with people that genuinely want to find relationships but I'm here to help you along that Mm. journey as well discover yourself what are you actually desiring from a partner from a matchmaking but also the coaching as well you can go out there with the tools to just enjoy the journey as well so Mm. uh, yeah it's there is no right age as such but I'm attracting I'd say the late 20s to the early 30s without a doubt Mm. I think the importance is of establishing your groundwork first, who you are as an individual first, before bringing someone else into your life because you've got to love yourself before you love someone else right 100 100 so there's, there's two yeah. things there
1: that I wanted to touch on and the first thing is we're not uh, expected to date right we're not expected to date we're not expected to fall in love which is bizarre since we're shown Bollywood films from birth where they fall in love and the whole thing is about love and everyone's like oh my god isn't this such a great love story and then if you do it's like how dare you fall in love you know so that's the world that most South Asian people live in um, which is really bizarre but Then there's no there's no conversation about this is how you're supposed to be treated in dating this is how what you should expect from um, the opposite sex you know those conversations can be quite useful when they're coming from your parents who obviously care about you but there in there aren't those conversations however I have to say that my dad did actually sit me down at one point I think it was more my dad rather than my mom but um, they sat me down at one point and said what do you want from husband and I was probably like was I late teens early 20s something like that but because you know their eyes were like open like oh the radar is out let's look for boys because I'm the eldest girl as well so it was really quite nice that my dad made an actual list he's like let's talk about the things oh good education I yes you know kind this that um and I was saying things like oh stylish fashionable and then my dad's like mm, okay and just writing them down <laughs> but the that's fact so that cute. it is cute and like obviously he was going down the arranged marriage route and that's what he wanted for us um none of my, me and my sisters had an arranged marriage, but I was open to it. But that whole sitting down was quite nice because it made me kind of think as well. And bizarrely, like I told you that, you know, I I married out of my race, out of my religion and stuff because I just happened to meet somebody myself. But really, when I actually think about my dad's list... He's actually all the things that we talked about, you know, oh, good education, kind, sensible, this, that from a nice family. It's all like tick, tick, tick. So maybe that list was in there somewhere. That's
0: adorable. And maybe it's the fact that you had that conversation with your parents so early on that you felt that you could kind kind of go to your parents and maybe go out and venture a little bit and go beyond kind of your religion, your race mm. and meet someone. And the fact that your parents sat down with you at such an early age, maybe that gave you the confidence to go back and say like, hey, mom, dad, found someone, met someone. Mm. Uh, but otherwise, you know, if there aren't ne- those conversations never happen in your home you are kind of like, oh, I don't really know that. Can I really talk to my mom about this? Yeah. Can I really share it with dad yet? And you shouldn't feel like that. It's sad that you should feel like that. But unfortunately, still a lot of South Asians do, but it is slowly diffusing. It will slowly diffuse I'm Mm. confident about that with generations to come it will without a doubt we are evolving as parents as well I mean if you think about it our Thai used to all live together in a joint family Mm. we don't do that anymore we all kind of live in our own homes now right
1: and I I do feel like parents are a little bit more relaxed about things like okay you guys can we'll introduce you you go off and go on dates and things and get to know each other and and before it was like no you never leave our site you're going to stay here and have a conversation in front of us the whole family are going to listen you know it's not like that (laughs) scenario. exactly you know i think that there's (laughs) those days are behind us i think um so that's good um coming back to the age thing though i feel like for women it's and i think i said that this to you when we had a conversation on the phone i just feel like it's so much more difficult because of the whole thing of if you want to have kids biological clock and all that you know and i was talking to my husband about this because we have three daughters and my husband's saying things like oh you know I want our kids to be independent and I want them to have an education and a career and stuff but then I don't also want them to focus on career 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 so they wake up when they're mid-30s and go oh my gosh I'm trying to look for somebody and now I'm desperate to have kids and they kind of miss that that window it, I just feel like it's so much more difficult
0: for women because of that do you agree yeah I can understand that yeah I can understand that if 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 obviously having children and kind of balancing the career with family life they want to be able to do that it is yeah yeah I can see where you're coming from but again it's up to you up to, as we're talking about, your daughters, for example, if, and I'm just saying this as an example, if one decided, you know, she's done a degree and she's like, you know what, mom, dad, I just want to go travelling, and she just ends up travelling for a few years and she maybe meets someone along the way and it happens, great, or she could end up just travelling and just enjoying travelling and settling somewhere abroad and finally she's using that degree and she's just getting on with it. And, you know, she's still successful in herself. But I think what's happening yeah I it is difficult it is up to the individuals and we do kind of have that pressure where you know but women can have children a lot later as well right up they to can 40, yeah 41,
1: 42. they can but then I feel like for men it's like any age it's, you know what I mean you, you don't need don't to think oh gosh you know when 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 am I going to have the menopause for example they're just they can be a dad whenever they yeah. want to be a dad so uh, I do I do really feel for women that You know, maybe if you're in your mid thirties or 40 and it's like, I do want a family, it's a priority, but I need to find the right person.
0: And coming back to that as well, saying about the guys as well, I've actually had guys that are like 40 to 42 and they're insistent, some of them, that they don't want a woman that's any older, like 36, 37, because they want to have children. And it's, and you know, I'll, I'll say, but obviously a 40 year old woman can have children. Yeah, but her chances are less. Uh, it's just I just what do you say to that it's it's it sounds so ridiculous but if that 40 year old woman looked like she was 34 or in a bar and you went over to her and hit it off again would you dismiss her mm-hmm. oh no she's 40 she's not going to be, able to be able to bear my children but hold on you had a great evening with her you were both standing at the bar having a giggle really learn about each other but now you're going to dismiss her because you don't think she can bear your children you've got the opportunity of being with a great woman here And you're going to let that pass. Mm. So, yeah, I I can understand certain things are a priority, but ultimately you've got to look at the bigger picture as well. Maybe children aren't supposed to be on your, in your path. Mm. Maybe, you know, they're supposed to come earlier. Maybe they're supposed to come a little bit later. You've got to look at the bigger picture here for your ultimate happiness is what I would say.
1: And to take that pressure off, oh, everybody's lives need to look like this this and then career, this, kids, and then a house, blah, blah, blah." you know, not by 30. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. exactly. Because not everybody's lives follow the
0: same path, and that's okay. Yeah, completely. It is okay. I mean, I was supposed to be a millionaire by the age of 21, a little bit behind schedule, but you know, (laughs) kind of, you know, and again, I was supposed to be that one married. By 24, 25, and had one kid by 30, and maybe my final kid by 33. Again, it never happens, but that's okay. All of that was a lesson to bring me to here now, and Mm. that's okay. I'm accepting my journey. This is my path. And you just go with it. Otherwise, you're just going to really let yourself down. And of course, there is other way for women to to get pregnant nowadays as well. Do we really need men? (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, there is that as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So
1: is there someone for everyone? You know, there's that saying. Is it true, do you think?
0: I, it's interesting this question because I believe, so what I believe is that, A soulmate, we can find what we want from a partner in different people. So it's quite funny because my mom and I, I live with my mom and it's just us two. And I say to her sometimes that we're like in a relationship ourselves you know she'll buy me gifts I buy her gifts sometimes we'll sit in bed together and watch tv sometimes we'll just sit on the sofa with a duvet watch tv so and and just and then it's just you end up kind of fulfilling what you want from a partner from different people your partner may not like going out, you know, he may not be active, but you really enjoy sports and you've got a, a group of people that you really enjoy sports with. And that's fulfilled from that, that, that group of people you may enjoy going shopping. Your partner probably doesn't enjoy that that's fulfilled with someone else. You, you probably have a confidant that you have, and that's fulfilled with some from someone else. So all of these things we want from a partner can be fulfilled elsewhere. So it's having those things fulfilled in a relationship without having the partner. So they can be fulfilled. Not everything, of course. Intimacy is something you want direct with a partner. But obviously, if you want to go casual, you can do it that way as well. But I feel that, yeah, it's a tough question. I don't want to say no, and I don't want to say yes. But I just feel maybe not everyone is meant to have a partner, but that's okay. But I feel happiness can come from having those things fulfilled in other ways as well. Mm. And and who knows along that journey you may have a self-realization that you want to be with someone and that you want to look for someone and if you don't again if all your if everything is being fulfilled that's okay as well mm. is the kind of answer to that <laughs> what, what do you think for well, that you kind of went, mm. no i you know what i was just
1: thinking actually i was going to say to you that I, as a married person and i've been with my husband for 20 years this year um the, those, congratulations thank you um and I, I would say that those whole things of you know what you were saying oh you know I have this person here to do this with you know he doesn't enjoy this but you can do this I I actually feel like you know I am a married person and a lot of the, it's not me and my husband go to the same things it's not oh we do everything together you know I have other confidence I he you know I say oh he's my best friend but I actually have other best friends to talk to and you know of we course. And and he, he's more of a homebody. I'm not. You know, I'm more adventurous. Um, he's more like, you know, cautious and sensible, for example. Um, I'll go you know, I, I go out with my friends and you know. So I'm I'm just saying that this whole thing of like there's gonna be the one. It might be the one. This is my view anyway, there might be the one, but it doesn't have to be that person doesn't have to be the be all and end all. Oh, you're going to come out with me and my friends. We're going to do everything together. We're going to wake up and do yoga together every morning. We're going to cook together. I don't. My husband doesn't cook. I do, for example. Do you get what I mean? We're very different in that way. Um, And that's okay. That's okay, you know. That's when your
0: traits complement each other to make a team. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you completely there. Yeah, having those traits... You know, your strengths and weaknesses will build you together as one to go forward together as a team. And I think that's really good. You do the cooking. He could do the the, the housework, for example. He doesn't or, you know, you like to- <laughs> <laughs> Example, example. <laughs> and like you say, he likes to be a homebody and he's content with staying in on a Friday night watching netflix while you're out with the girls Mm. not on the town and he's okay with that knowing that he's going to sort the girls out in the morning because you're having a (laughs) lion and that that's what teamwork is right and that's knowing and being okay with the other person and it's you know you have to be honest with yourself before as well you know there's no point hiding these things until after you really are in the midst of dating you've got to be honest and open along the way because you don't want any surprises later either, right? No, no, no. I think it is really important to be honest. And, you know, I just put that out
1: there because it was like, I just thought if people are thinking that this there's going to be the one and they're going to fit in this role and they're going to just make everything perfect. It's not. Like, I just feel like you have to have that yourself because you know what? You know, I'm married. Like, I've been together with my husband for 20 years. I feel like anything can happen. I actually feel like... Uh, no marriage is like so concrete rock solid that nothing's ever going to happen to anyone everyone is a human being and if you kind of build your whole entire life about just this and their my interests lie in this person and their interests lie with me and all this it's like what do you have for yourself I don't know that's that's my thing anyway
0: I agree with that because that's exactly what happened to me I was married and before marriage, I didn't really, I lived, I moved around a lot of places. So I didn't really make any friends long enough. So I've got like a a very tight circle. So when I got married, his friends' wives were my friends. Right. And I would hang out with them. I had a job and I kind of hung out with them. Um, But when I came back, I was back to zero. And I had to kind of build my life again, meet new people. That made me realise I have to have my own everything. That was me, and I don't have anyone saying that at all because that—that's was brought up, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But what's wrong is that I didn't, I wasn't streetwise, and that I just thought that this is how it's meant to be. I was too Bollywood, shall we say, Rina. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you do have to have your own. First and foremost, you have to have your own identity, who you yeah, are as a person. Absolutely. You can't lose that. You cannot lose that under any circumstances, definitely. Mm,
1: yeah. So it's been so nice talking to you. Um, I just found this, the whole thing so interesting. Um, and yeah, so if, if people are interested in finding out more details about you and matched by Core, where can they find out?
0: So my social handles across everywhere are on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, wherever it may be, is Matched UK. And uh, you can go to matcheduk.com. Thank you so much for having me today. It has been really, really great chat, Rina.
1: Yeah, it's been lovely talking lovely. to you. Thanks so much for coming on. And thank you for listening. I hope that you found this talk interesting. Please do share it with people that you know. Write a nice review on Apple Podcasts, and it would help other people to find the podcast too. Until next week. Bye.